Well, again, good evening. Today we, um, on this fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time, today we hear uh, the Beatitudes. And as we listen to uh, these Beatitudes, I always like to say, you know, it's, it's the attitude through which we're to find holiness, happiness, health, fulfillment, satisfaction. God wants us to reach our full potential. And it can be very counterintuitive to what we're taught um, as we grow up out in the world and the things we learn on television, uh, through magazines, through books. Um, We can learn a way that frustrates God's desire and plan for us to find happiness, holiness, health, um, joy, peace. What did he say? He says, I come that you might have life, right, and have it to the full. So he's come to give us life to the full. But you got to ask yourself these questions. You know, you got to look at these beatitudes. And as you look at them, you know, Jesus, um, you know, first looking at this one says, blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. It seems pretty clear, right? Pretty obvious. But what does it mean to be merciful to others? We know in the Bible, Matthew chapter 25 talks about the spiritual and corporal works of mercy. So if you understand, if you want to know what mercy means as God defines it, then you need to read Matthew chapter 25. There's corporal works of mercy, you know, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the prison. Um, Then there's spiritual works of mercy. And one of those I think we're not always so good at is admonish, admonish the sinner. Admonish the sinner. Nobody likes to admonish the sinner. I need it, you need it, we all need it. But that's a part of mercy. So blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God is mercy. He came in the flesh to reveal himself uh, and the Hebrew word hased means, means God's tenderness, his mercy. He, is, he says, God says, I am love. God is love. That's right in scripture. So God is mercy in the flesh. He's his tender compassion, his mercy, his love. So blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Okay? So if we want to receive mercy, we have to give mercy. What do we pray in the Our Father? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So you can unzip this file and you can kind of look at that and say, okay, blessed are the merciful for they've shown, they will be shown mercy. How are you and I being merciful to others? How are we being God's tenderness and compassion to others? And I'm going to give you just one idea that might help kind of put that into play in your life a little more. I kind of look at these uh, Beatitudes as God's, it's like spiritual physics. It's like how an object moves through space and time. It's, the Beatitudes is how a soul is to move through space and time. So we need to be merciful if we're going to reach our destination. Every one of us hopefully have a destination in mind. The destination you and I have in mind is how we're going to live our lives. And we'll talk more about that as we go through some more of these Beatitudes. But the spiritual laws of God's spiritual physics, if you will, how a soul moves through time and space, how we move through life, how we live life, how we do life. So blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. That little clue I was going to give you is try to treat people as if you just met them. 
even if you've been married 50 years. Because, see, if you had the same hospitality, you know, it's easy to say, hey, how are you? How's everything going? Or how's this person? I'm just meeting him for the first time. We're always very hospitable in the beginning, aren't we? But then we tend to start experiencing that person not being God. They hurt us. They wound us. They put nails in our hands and our feet, spiritually speaking. We're crowned with thorns. We get scourged. We get hurt, betrayed, let down. And then when we meet that person after so many years, we don't have that openness and hospitality of the heart of Christ any longer. So try to put yourself in the frame of mind. And you can do this with God's help and grace. You can basically, you know, not bring all the baggage with you into every time you meet that person. Let that person have another chance. God says, how many times are we to forgive? Seven times, 77 times. That means all the time. Can you do that? Can I do that? No. But with his power, all things are possible. So maybe you need to tap the source more. The Lord in you wants to be living through you the mass. This is my body given up for you. So God wants to live his mercy through us, but we need to be aware. Again, Matthew 25, go home and read it. Matthew chapter 25. Examine it. How are you doing that? How are you living out those corporal and spiritual works of mercy? And don't be afraid to hold your feet to the fire. We need somebody to hold us accountable. I was thinking of this last night. We had a blaze last night, and I was thinking, the Lord really put on my heart. Take, mean what you say and say what you mean. If you're here at church, I'm presuming you have enlisted yourself in God's, like I say, detox center. That's what this church is, a detox center. And anyone here that knows any family or friends or even yourself that has been through detox, not easy, very hard, challenging. So hold your feet to the fire. Go home and read Matthew 25 and see what you're doing and what you're not doing. Because if we want to receive mercy, we got to show mercy. Okay? The next one. Blessed are the merciful. Because say, uh, blessed are uh, the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Peacemakers. You can't be a peacemaker if you're not receiving mercy. People that don't receive mercy... They're going to always be hating themselves. See, if you don't receive mercy from God, you're never going to be good enough. And people that feel like they're never good enough are always irritable. And we've all been there, I'm sure. We can get irritable with our spouse, our family, our friends, our coworkers, whatever it be, kids. We have irritation in us. You know why? Because we're beating ourselves up. We're crucifying ourselves. Peace begins right here. And his father, Mark, and I said, people, presidents, leaders of the world, the nation, those people don't give peace. We have to receive peace from the king of peace, the prince of peace. So you, again, hold your feet to the fire. How well do you forgive yourselves when you fall on your face? One of the hardest things as a priest I've seen for people to do, including myself, and I hear a lot of confessions, is to forgive themselves. How are you doing that? How well do you forgive yourself? God doesn't have a problem. We got it. We limit his mercy. We love ourselves conditionally, not unconditionally. So again, challenge. Receive his peace. That comes with his mercy. Okay? So the next one. 
Blessed are the uh, merciful, they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the peacemakers, they will be called children of God. Um, here, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. What are you hungering and thirsting for? We hunger for all kind of stuff, don't we? Pizza, steak, chicken, beer, football, movies, uh, clothing, cars. We hunger for a lot of things. And let me just, you know, again, just a basic principle here, right, is if I, like, let's say this is my desire. If I have my desire focused, then my desire is going to be stronger, more focused, and I'm going to have a better clarity and vision of where I'm going. But let's say I break my desire into 10 different directions. That person isn't rightly oriented. They're oriented, they're going this way, then they feel pulled this way, then they feel pulled that way, then they feel pulled this way. We feel we feel dispersed. We feel like we're not there. We feel like there's too many things we're trying to do and commit to because we're not seeking what, God, what do you want me to do with my life? How do you want me to live my day? But see, I'm, I'm in the driver's seat. Jesus, get in the back seat. I got this today. You know, we're driving through our lives with white knuckle, the steering wheel. I've got this. I'm not asking for directions. I'm going to get there myself, right? And so what happens is what? We, we have all these things going on inside of us. And so blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You know what righteousness means? It means when you're aligned with him. And you might not be doing bad stuff, but you might be doing things God's not asking you to do. And if we're doing a lot of things and it's dispersing our resources to the point of depletion, where it's destroying my marriage and my family, and I'm irritable, it's all going back to the same thing is, why am I doing what I'm doing? Should I be doing this or not? Go into the chapel. The code is 6417. What is it? 6417. Very good. Don't forget that number. That's the code to the chapel door. You come in this chapel anytime, 24-7, and sit with him and say, God, I'm irritable. I don't feel like I have peace in my life right now. I feel like I'm splitting in a zillion directions. Lord, I need peace. I need, I need your grace. And you, need to, you know what you need? You need to be in his presence. And you need to, again, hold your feet to the fire. You can't give what you don't have. Come and receive from the king what he wants to give you. He's so excited that you and I would come. Okay, the next one. Blessed are the clean of heart. Clean of heart. You know what clean of heart means? It means someone who's, again, single-minded, single-hearted, devoted. They have a clear vision, clear direction. They're clean of heart, meaning there's not a lot of other things going on in their heart. They see and they know, like, okay, God, you're calling me to be clean of heart, to be pure of heart. It means that there's not a lot of clutter in there. There's not a lot of stuff. It's just not impurity, but it's impurity in a broader sense. My heart's got a lot of stuff, trash. Bitterness, resentment, greed, anger, envy, lust, sloth, laziness. It's, it's my heart. I need the divine garbage man, Jesus. He came into the world to clean up our trash. He wants to pick up your trash and throw it away. But we need to let him come in. And that's why I want to encourage you again, come into the chapel and be with the Lord in there. Did you ever think about this? Think about this. 
What drives you? Think about that. What drives you each day? Why do you get up? What are you looking forward to after Mass? What's, what's going on in you? Why do you keep going? Why? Why do you keep going? There's something going on in every one of us right now. There's a hope we all have that we're going to find something, that we're going to connect in somehow. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's uh, watching a movie tonight. I don't know. What are you looking forward to after Mass? What are you looking forward to right now? Did you ever just stop? See, this is why, guys, going to that chapel and sitting there quietly, and you just start thinking with God. Why? Why do I get up in the morning? What's, what's, what's driving me? What's moving me? Other than, yeah, we need to make money to eat and all that and put the bills and pay the bills. Yes, but there's more to it. I know that. There's more going on in us than we're often aware of. So what's driving you? What's going on? What are you, again, hunger and thirsting for? Don't be afraid to share that with the Lord. Okay, now, St. Thomas Aquinas says there are four things that really challenge our relationship with God. Money, pleasure, power, and fame. Money, pleasure, power, and fame. We all struggle with those things in different ways. Now listen, because the next few Beatitudes address each of those. Money. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Some people are like, this isn't an encouragement for material poverty. Blessed are the poor in spirit. It's good to be poor. That's not what Jesus is saying. Blessed are the poor in spirit, meaning what? Blessed are those who are not attached to money. Blessed are those who are free from money, meaning they're not making it a god. And what will happen to them? Theirs is the kingdom of God. So blessed are those who are not attached to, meaning they're poor, meaning they're not clinging to the things of this world. They're free, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Okay, money, pleasure. Listen, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. What is he talking about mourning? I don't want to mourn. Why should I mourn, Lord? I don't understand what mourning. It, it's not an encouragement to live a, a, a depraved, depressed life. Jesus is saying to us, blessed are those who don't only act upon things that give them pleasure. Because there's going to be times in your marriage, in your family, in your work, we all know this every day, where we can't decide based on, am I going to get pleasure out of this or not? Right? Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be satisfied. Meaning, when you keep going in that struggle in your life at work or at home or in your marriage or your health, when you keep fighting, yeah, you're mourning. But you're not just pulling eject because I don't feel warm and fuzzy anymore. I'm out of here. Blessed are those who mourn. They will be comforted. Okay? So money, pleasure, power. How about power? Listen. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek. They will inherit the land. Now, we're not talking about being some pansy. Meekness, pansy, you know, this is, Jesus, I don't think anyone would read the gospel would say Jesus is a, you know, a pansy, some weak, spineless figure. He's strong. He got himself killed, actually. 
because he chose to do what God the Father asked him. Now think about this. Blessed are the meek. What's he saying? Meekness. Being meek. Coming against what? Power. Blessed are those who aren't attached to power. They're always seeking power. Power, power, power. So money, pleasure, power. Blessed are the poor in spirit comes against our attachment to money. Pray for this grace. Lord, give me the grace to be detached from money, to be detached from pleasure, to love even when it's hard. Power. Give me the grace to be meek, to be meek. It's easy. It's easy to kind of say, I got this. I'm going to do this. It's not easy to be weak. It's not easy to go to confession. It's easy to not. It's easy to do whatever I want. But it's not easy to say, Lord, you're my God, and I need you to challenge me. Call me into holiness, okay? Money, pleasure, power, fame. Finally, the last one. Blessed are they are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Theirs is the kingdom of God. Listen to this. Blessed are those, blessed are you when you're insulted and persecuted and uttered every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad. Your reward will be great in heaven. See, people attached to honor and glory and fame, they're never going to handle being insulted. They're never going to follow him because they're going to be laughed at at times. Good example. When you go to a restaurant, do you pray? Are you more worried about what everyone's looking at? Good example. You know, do we bless ourselves in a restaurant? We're called to be witnesses out there. So a good example is to think about these things. Think about the Beatitudes. Read, that's Matthew chapter 5. So homework assignment, Matthew 25, Matthew chapter 5. And come to this chapel sometime this week and sit in there. Let's see how good your memory is. What's the code? 6417. Very good, very good. 6417, come in here, sit in here, and just receive his mercy, his peace, his strength, his grace, whatever it is that you need right now. So remember, God's inviting us here to hold ourselves accountable. And you want to, you want to grow, you can't just bench the bar. Maybe that's all you could handle, I don't know. But if you want to really grow, there's got to be resistance, and I talk about that. So don't be afraid to let yourself experience that tension, that resistance, temptation to fight. And it's all going to help you and I grow to become the saints God wants us to be. So as we continue Mass, ask the Lord in your own hearts, in your own way, Lord, show me. What did I hear in this homily so far? What did I hear at Mass so far? What did I hear in the Scriptures so far? Are you listening? Are you paying attention? Hold your feet to the fire. And sometimes, like Father Mark and I will say, if you have a hard time paying attention, close your eyes and just listen to what's being said. And what is God saying to you? What's God got his little, think of the Holy Spirit like a, a, a highlighter. What's God highlighted so far in what's been shared at Mass for you? What's his highlighter highlighting? And he says, right there is what I want you to pray over for the whole next week. I want you to pray over that the whole next week. So take it like a seed, nurture it, cultivate it, and it will become life. And it will always involve the cross. No cross, no crown, no gall, no glory, no pain, no gain. So let's continue to pray 
into where God has us right now and where he's calling us to be? Where are we on this journey as we move through life spiritually? And how are we letting the Lord, again, make us saints?